Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. A huge college football Saturday. We'll have scores and game reports coming up. In detail, State Volleyball Championship Saturday at the XL Energy Center. John Millay joins us a little bit later on in the hour with an update there. And right now we're going to go outdoors. Steve Carney joins us, stevecarneyoutdoors.com. Steve-O, how you been? Uh, very cold, Steve. Good afternoon. Um, yeah, I was in a duck blind this morning and another futile morning in the stand. And, uh, boy, it's been a tough thing this Ducks are just non-existent, Steve. It's been very frustrating all week. We've had great wind and uh, a lot of great migratory northwest winds to bring those birds down, and it's just not happening. Um, yeah, I, I'm in a severe bird depression because it's. Uh, we only have about seven, eight days left, so I'm hoping for a good finish here. And it's been snowing for a couple of days up here in Lakes Country, and I thought that would propel a little bit of movement, but. That has not happened either, so it's uh, it's the old wait-and-see game uh, like it's been going on for the last four weeks. Where are all the ducks is uh, something that you've, you've been bringing up for weeks now uh, on the program, Steve. Uh, l- let's talk about a little good news in the outdoor. The, the walleye bite has been great this fall. You know, it's been great, and then the weather has changed all that. It's uh, Boy, the last three weeks or so of open water has been really good, and right up to maybe three, four days ago, um, I don't think it's quite over yet. There's some 50s coming, maybe 55, 56 degrees down the horizon, so um, I'm excited about that, but again, the weather kind of put a halt to that. So now it's basically pheasants, uh, bow hunting for deer, and waiting for ducks, and this duck thing really, really bothers me, and what bothers me the most is the coots never came down, and they usually come down in the middle of October, and usually there's hundreds of coots up in Lakes Country here lounging around and loafing around for weeks, and there are zero coots, so something is really wrong. Um, some people think they already blew through. Um, we missed it. I don't think so. Uh, the weather hasn't been that you know, conducive to to migrating early. So I am hoping that there's going to be a gigantic push here in the next week or 10 days and maybe salvage the the, the end of the waterfall season. But I'm hearing this from everybody throughout the state. I mean, there's a few people that are hunting next to refuges that have, you know, cornfields, you know, availability to get to private land, and they're doing okay. But everybody else that's on public land and public waters, like myself, are really, really struggling anywhere from southern Minnesota to northwestern Minnesota, so it's not just me. Uh, I was starting to get worried about my skills, but now I'm finding out.
but it's happening to everybody. And if there's no ducks, there's not much you can do about it. I mean, it's it's the way it is. Um, you you were able to uh, bag a very nice buck with bow and arrow, uh, and, and you you've got more deer stories to tell. I got one really good one for you, Steve. Um, this buddy of mine was hunting his property not too far from me, and his son jumped in his stand, and he jumped in his stand, and opening morning he heard a bang, and he said, well, that's probably my son. So he got down from his stand, and he's walking, oh, maybe an eighth of a mile to his son's stand, and there's a beautiful buck standing there. And he aimed, took a shot, boom, thought he made a really good hit, and tried to track it, and there was zero blood, absolutely zero. And he spent quite a bit of time going through the woods, combing the woods, couldn't find it, no blood. So he decided, I'm going to go over to my son and help him with his deer and, you know, worry about it after we're done, you know, processing the deer. So he runs out, grabs his son's buck, had a real nice nine-pointer, and they're dragging it back to their house. And his sister calls him on the phone and says, hey, there's a beautiful big rack buck on the driveway. <laughs> so it made it very simple for him. His buck had wow. conveniently arrived on his driveway, and uh, that's about as good a story as it gets. That That is unbelievable. Wow. Um, what what have you heard from, from your friends uh, uh, about uh, the deer hunt this year, the firearms deer? What, what, what did you hear from folks? You know, it sounds like it's kind of average, Steve. You know, the first weekend was very mild. People could stay in the stands a long time, and I think they did very well. But now with this weather we've had the last few days, you know, we've had some incredible winds throughout the state, up to 50, 60 miles an hour, and we've had a lot of precipitation, and that tends to get those deer to bed, you know, a lot during the day. So it sounds like the first weekend was great. This weekend, not so good, but... You know, things change when they when they first, you know, go through that first weekend and realize the hunt is on, those deer are going to bury themselves into the heaviest cover they can find, and they're not going to come out for, for quite a while. So it changes the game after that first weekend. And for us bow hunters, uh, it changes the game even longer. Uh, it may be two, three, four weeks before they really kind of come out of this hunting phase and start, you know, moving again. So... Um, we got the muzzleloader thing coming up in December. There's still uh, plenty of time for that. But um, I'm going to be switching probably to pheasants here when, once this duck thing is done. In fact, I can't wait till the duck season's over. It's the worst in my 55 years of waterfowling, and it's very depressing. But I hope to make it up on the pheasants because we still have a good month, five weeks of pheasant hunting. So we're just going to have to make a little adjustment. All right, Steve, always good to visit with you. Thanks for the update on the outdoors. You're welcome, Steve. Have a great rest of the weekend. There he is, Steve Carney, Steve Carney Outdoors.com. And he's joined us for years here on Saturdays and Sundays. News Talk, A3OWCCO. Sports schedules permitting, of course. And uh, lately he's been joining us on Saturdays following the news and weather at 4 o'clock. Quick break. We'll come back, talk high school sports. Uh, the State Volleyball Tournament Championship Saturday at the X. Four classes of volleyball. Uh, we already have one champion crowned, one in progress, still two to come, including why is that a trying to run the table and become an unbeaten state champion? Uh, we'll get into that. Uh, hopefully, John Millay will have time for us at the XL Energy Center in a moment here on News Talk. E3OWCCO.
Sports Saturday underway. Tons of college football to get into. MIAC, Northern Sun, WIAC, final day of the regular season. Uh, this could be it for most teams. Some will make the postseason. We do know St. John's will represent the MIAC. Johnny's were back. Upset Bethel in the snow in Arden Hills today. Uh, the final 29-28. Johnny's get a touchdown with one second remaining in the game. They get the extra point to go ahead. Bethel, of course, can't uh, return the kickoff for a score. St. John's beats Bethel 29-28. And we're going to have John Millay momentarily uh, from the Excel Energy Center. Uh, we have Championship Saturday underway in volleyball. One champion already crowned. Mayor Lutheran sweeps number two Minnesota. The Vikings of perennial power, uh, 25-15, 25-20, 25-18. Mayor Lutheran, your 1A champ. That that two-way match underway right now in St. Paul. John Malay is there for the Minnesota State High School League. And, uh, John, great day of volleyball. Yeah, Steve, it really is. It's big crowds over here and a lot, and a lot of fun. And, and we talked about it before. We missed this last year, and it's, it's really been a great tournament. Yeah, Jackson County Central and Sox Center later on. Uh, 3A coming up. Oh, we're getting a wicked echo. We should probably try this again. Kerry uh, Klatt is our producer in studio. Uh, the 3A championship match, uh, Marshall against Cass and Manorville. Uh, Marshall has just been a power in 3A volleyball this year. That should be a dandy, and that's scheduled to start at 5 o'clock today. And then the, the nightcap in St. Paul, uh, unbeaten Wyzetta. Uh, the, the Trojans have been so dominant all year, and they will take on number three Eastridge in that four uh, A championship match scheduled to start at seven o'clock tonight in St. Paul. So, uh, like I said, we apologize problems with the uh, connection with John Malay in St. Paul. A lot of echo there. Let's get you up to date. State football quarterfinal action at sites all over the state of Minnesota. Remember, the semifinals move indoors at U.S. Bank Stadium next week. Uh, here are the games that have been completed today in uh, Class 3A. Dazzle Cocado all over Fairmont, 41-13. to That was at Prior Lake at Burnsville High School. Plainview, Elgin, Millville beat Breck 37-14 in another 3A quarterfinal. In 5A, Matamita beat Rochester Mayo 42-20 at Woodbury this afternoon. Esco beat New London Spicer 28-21 up in Brainerd in 3A. In 5A football, Robbinsdale Cooper beat Alexandria 21-17. That was played at Osseo. At Buffalo in a 3A quarterfinal, Annandale beat Dilworth Glendon Felton. Uh, a 5A quarterfinal, Mankato West leading St. Thomas Academy 14 to 7. Those are two teams have been at the top of the rankings in 5A much of the year. And then uh, another highly ranked team, Andover, the unbeaten Huskies, will take on Rogers tonight at six in the snow. And Osseo in that other 5A quarterfinal. So uh, a ton going on in high school sports uh, with with volleyball and championship Saturday in St. Paul and those state football quarterfinals. Uh, and uh, 
football all over uh, the state of Minnesota. Some huge football games today. We already brought up uh, St. John's and the MIC coming back to beat Bethel 29-28 to win the automatic bid to uh, the NCAA Division Three tournament. Let's try John Malay one more time. John, uh, hopefully we got the Yakko fixed. Uh... Yeah, Steve, I, I can I can hear you fine. All right, good. Uh, things coming through loud and clear. I, I would assume uh, more return to normal. Volleyball, one of my favorite state tournaments. I haven't been able to make it over to St. Paul this year. I've, I've had other commitments, but it sounds like it's been a great tournament and a great championship Saturday so far. Yeah, it's really been something, you know, with uh, with the addition of a fourth class this year, you know, some new teams here that uh, enjoyed this opportunity. And, uh, yeah, big crowds. We've got pep bands in the building, and I'm really excited. Yeah, uh, Minneota Perennial Power got knocked off by Mayor Lutheran in the first one. Uh, wh- where are we at right now in this 2A championship match? Give us a quick update. Yeah, we're just in the first set. Uh, I'm not inside the arena. I'm out here in a quiet hallway, but. Jackson County Central was was leading that first set when I exited the arena. Um, so, yeah, it, it looks like a good matchup. Yeah, and then uh, later on, uh, still plenty of volleyball. Uh, Marshall, number one in the 3A champion, taking on Cass and Manorville. That should be a dandy at five. And then a uh, chance to see really one of the great volleyball teams ever assembled in the state, unbeaten Wyzetta against number three Eastridge. Uh, I I've visited with their head coach a couple of times this season. Uh, YZ is a real deal, and and they're a big favorite tonight. And uh, not very often you see unbeaten state champions among the big schools, but you have a chance here tonight. Yeah, I don't think YZ has lost in volleyball for a couple of years here, Steve. And Scott Jackson, the coach, just does a great job with that program. And they're going to take on Eastridge, which is kind of a giant killer. You know, Eastridge surprised Egan in their section final to get here. And the Raptors are in the big match tonight. So it should be a great uh, championship match. When I talked to Scott toward the end of the regulars, actually it was in the section playoffs uh, in the lead-up to playing Champlin Park in the section final. And the Rebels have, have, were a state champion a little while back and have had good teams every year. They had only lost a handful of sets all season. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a pretty dominant story yeah. how well they've played. And, and, you know, that's, that's something because last fall, you know, the season was so short. There were no state tournaments, you know, section tournaments were really limited. And, yeah. and to come into this year and just dominate from the jump, which is, which is tough to do in, in 4A volleyball. And they have done it. So, yeah, they're, they're the favorite. There's no doubt about that tonight. Yeah, very entertaining, and we're really getting started. Boys and girls soccer and a great state tournament experience at U.S. Bank Stadium. And now football moves in uh, to the home of the Vikings uh, for semifinal games next week. And, and John, you, you talked about it in, in soccer, and it's so true in football. When, when those teams in, in football in the quarterfinals are able to punch your ticket to downtown Minneapolis, it's a big deal. Yeah, especially when it's so cold outside like it has right. been, you know, the last three days for these football quarterfinals. It's got to be a good feeling to come out on top and know that you're going to play, you're going to finish your season indoors, either one game, maybe two. And and it's always a great time, you know, next Thursday, Friday, Saturday at U.S. Bank. It's just going to be spectacular. I, I've checked my record, Steve. I've seen 16 high school football games this fall. 
I'm going to see 14 games over those three days. So it's really a, a carnival of high school football. Yeah, it, it, it is extraordinary, and a lot of great teams and uh, semifinal action. And a friendly reminder for all the state tournaments and, of course, girls swimming and diving coming up over at the U at the uh, Freeman Aquatic Center. Um, yeah. Tickets available only online. We want to throw their reminder if you're headed for St. Paul and uh, volleyball tonight, uh, for instance. Uh, once again, get your tickets online. It's easy. Yeah, it really is, Steve. It's been a smooth transition to the online ticketing format for, for all of our state tournaments. And uh, really happy that everybody's jumped on board with that. And it's been a real smooth transition. And can they just go to the high school league website, John, to, to get that sure. done? You sure can. You might have to do some scrolling and click a couple yeah. times. If you can find the ticketing section, just click on whichever tournament you're interested in, and there will be a link for tickets. All right. And uh, we, we brought up girls swimming and diving and then, of course, football, and then right after Thanksgiving, prep bowl. And I know everyone's really excited for the return of prep bowl. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's remarkable to have those games, just like the soccer games in U.S. Bank Stadium. These kids are so fortunate to to get that opportunity to play in there and all these communities to come in and not have to bring their hand warmers and their, and their big boots and their parkas, take your coat off and sit in a comfortable seat and watch football in the, in the home of the Vikings. There's, there's just not much better than that. One, one quick follow-up to that. It, it is also important from a revenue standpoint because use of the building is free of charge and, uh, we know that uh, there there have been revenue challenges at the high school league, and it and it takes money to run the operation. And Preppel yeah. is very important to that. Yeah, it is, Steve. And we've talked about this before. We do use the high school league does use US Bank Stadium at no cost. That's part of the legislation that built the stadium, and it's just a tremendous opportunity to. Uh, to, you know, financially, the, the league has had issues. We're much better than we were, say, a year ago. The footing is very strong right now. We're, we're coming out of the pandemic and everything's returning to where it was. So, yeah, having that opportunity to use that stadium for five days of high school football is at no cost is really remarkable. Yeah, and if, if the financial footing is good, if you're hiring, let me know. Keep me in the loop. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'm going to need. I might need an assistant here, Steve. Do you oh, have a driver's I, license? And yeah, can you and, avoid and, hitting deer? I can't. And, absolutely, <laughs> I would be willing to drive the Toyota Camry to all four corners of the state. <laughs> I, I'm in. Are, are there benefits? It's all well, like medical and dental, and I'm in. Well, I might throw you a diet coke and a pretzel and cheese, and that, that might be about it, my friend. Okay, <laughs> some popcorn, maybe. Okay, maybe if you play yeah. your cards right. All right, John, well, always good to visit with you. Enjoy volleyball. Great day. Championship Saturday in St. Paul. Swimming and diving coming up. Uh, football semifinals, prep bowl uh, still on the way this fall. Have a good evening, John. Yeah, thanks a lot, Steve, for everything you do. All right, there he is, John Malay from the Minnesota State High School League. His blog, John's Journal. Terrific writer's been on the beat for a long time in the Star Tribune. Now at the high school league. One champion has been crowned. And once again, that was in 1A today. Uh, and really a terrific performance for Mayor Lutheran as they beat Minnesota in straight sets 3-0. We're going to break. We'll have an update on the weather, a winter weather advisory. The snow is tapered off here in the northern suburbs, but we can expect more overnight. Uh, any one spot, 2 to 4 inches, particularly 
uh, north of the I-94 corridor from, say, Fergus Falls all the way to Eau Claire, Wisconsin. That, that's kind of the, the line, if you will, the heaviest snow north of there. It is 4.30 at News Talk, 830-WCCO. College football final underway on a Saturday. We're going to get a ton of game reports. We're going to run down all the scores, some huge games in the MIAC, the Northern Sun, and the WIAC as teams punch their tickets for the postseason. And we'll get a read on the postseason from a couple of experts, Pat Coleman, D3Football.com, after 5.20 today. And then at about 5.35, Matt Witwicky uh, joins us from D2Football.com. What teams made it? What teams might be on the outside looking in? Right now with the game reports, we're going to start in the Northern Sun. And it was MSU Moorhead hosting Wayne State today. Tom Berg joins us on the line on the final day of the regular season. Uh, Tom, tough flaws for the Dragons today. Yeah, the snow came down and uh, forehand left kind of a snowy field, kind of a wintry day. Uh, Wayne State builds a 24-7 lead going into the fourth quarter. The Dragons scored twice to get a 24-21. And are driving in the, on the final minute, and an interception by Wayne State ended their hopes in a 24-21 loss. Uh, Tommy Falk throws two touchdowns for the Dragons, 224 yards. Um, good play for uh, our, the defense as well. Uh, Matt Show, a senior linebacker, eight tackles, including two for a loss. He's known a native. Uh, one note I want to mention, though, Steve, our long snapper is from Rosemont. His name is Logan Bruce, and he played all 45 games in his career. He never missed a game, and today was his final game as a Dragon. So, that, that is a young man. That that is outstanding, and a tip of the cap for someone who plays all four years and starts every game. Yep, he uh, he was our long snapper and did a great job. Yeah, that is terrific. Well, we'll so, yeah, so the Dragons end up five and six, and Wayne ends up seven and four. Yeah, and Wayne had had some interesting wins along the way, and kind of ran into some tough sledding down the stretch, but uh, they win it today. Tom, I appreciate your help again this year here in college football final. Yep, thank you, Steve. All right, there he is, uh, Tom Berg, once again from MSU Moorhead, and uh, the Dragons fall to Wayne State 24-21. to They make the long trip home. Here's the other scores around the Northern Sun today, and we'll, we'll start with the games that have playoff implications. Augustana needed to win big at home today, and they did. They blew out Southwest Minnesota State 55-0 today. Bemidji State, they needed a win. They took down Mary 62-40 to today. You should have seen some of the photos from Bemidji, and hopefully uh, Kevin Reed will be able to join us uh, from Bemidji and give us a game report on that game in the snow today. Uh, Definitely a wild one. And a UMD to get to the postseason, they needed to win, and they outscored Northern State 49-35. to So uh, the teams that needed to win did win, and – now we'll kind of wait uh, for the uh, committee to decide uh, who's going to get into the D2 playoffs. Other scores out of the Northern Sun. Minot State beat Concordia St. Paul 28-20 today in Minot. Sioux Falls beat Upper Iowa 42-21. Uh, it looks like the Cougars will come up just short this year. They had some epic wins, including a win over Augustana, likely headed for the postseason but uh, just uh, too many stumbles along the way uh, for the Cougars. And Winona State pulls out a win over Minnesota State 16, or 18-16. So a tough year uh, for 
the Mavericks. And let's get to some of those big games in the Northern Sun. Let's go to the Sioux Falls first. The longtime voice of the Augustana Vikings, Jeff Filling, joins us on the line. And Augustana needed a win today and did get a big one. Jeff? Hi, Steve. Hey, Jeff. How are you? Uh, thanks for joining thanks for us. That. Yeah, Augustana, some stumbles along the way, but a big win today and hopefully a bid to the D2 tourney. Well, hopefully they uh, shut out August or uh, shut out Southwest today, 55 nothing at 573 yards, 207 for Southwest State. Uh, quarterback Kyle Sadler was 18 for 25, 273 yards. And three touchdowns. Did not throw a pass in the second half. In fact, Augustana only scored, or uh, excuse me, threw three passes in the second half. Led at halftime 42 nothing. At 104 yard rusher and Rudy Florent, Tate Johnson had 91 yards rushing. Connor Neal 70. And the Vikings held Southwest to minus 19 yards in rushing. They're the leading team in the country in uh, rush defense and they end up nine and two with the 55 nothing win today and they were ranked third in the region and if they hold that spot they'll they'll end up uh hosting a game next week yeah and and i suppose everyone's kind of on pins and needles and uh seeing how it all shakes out but uh it looks like some playoff football in your future jeff looks like two years in a row, Steve. 2019, of course, they went, and last year didn't play, so it would be the fifth overall trip to the playoffs for Augustana. And today they clinched a share of the conference championship with Bemidji and UMD. First conference championship since 1959. And I would assume that's the old NCC way back then. And Bob Burns, who you knew, was yeah. the head coach. Right. Yeah. Well, Jeff. Uh, it was quite a year for Augustana. Yeah, and you, Did you uh, uh, get a score on the. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, uh, you know, you you weren't doing games back then, but. Um... Uh, no, but I was alive. <laughs> <laughs> I came to the welcome home. <laughs> You didn't happen to hear about the end of the South Dakota-South Dakota State game, did you? I have not. South Dakota won 23-20 on a Hail Mary of 57 yards in the last play of the game. Now, now was that in Vermilion or Brookings? It was in Vermilion. Ah, it was indoors. Probably a good day to be yeah. indoors. Um, it was. Uh, it was a little chilly here with some rain. But the sun's out now. Yeah, you're getting the sun. We're getting the snow right now here in the cities. Well, Jeff, thanks for the update, and uh, good luck to Augustan in the postseason. And if the Vikings get there, we'd love to hear from you. Okay, I'll do that. Thanks, Jeff. All right. There he is, Jeff Filling, longtime voice, the Augustana Vikings. Now we're going to go to Duluth. The UMD Bulldogs needed a win to keep their hopes alive at the postseason, and uh, they uh, had a tough one with Northern State. Jeff Papis joins us, and Jeff, the Bulldogs get it done. Boy, they do. They made it look times, but boy, they they got it done. They trailed twenty-eight to fourteen midway through the second quarter of this game, 
And then Ward after one forty-nine to thirty-five going away. Garrett Olson and Alicia Carter, John Larson, catch eleven of sixteen for two hundred twenty-six yards and three touchdowns. A couple of huge days for UMB on offense. Amani Carmichael, the wide receiver, eight catches for one hundred eighty-four yards and three touchdowns. And Kaz Martin, the senior running back, twenty-seven carries at one hundred ninety-one yards. He went over the one thousand yard mark for the season. Armani went over the one thousand yard mark for the season last week for the UMB. Quite the double. Hunter Troutman, sixth in Division Two in passing yards, coming in from me of 45 for 380 yards, four touchdowns. He was back once in one interception, but it was a big one, a pick by Brad Potty, even the game started up for UMD. And a couple of big days for them as well. Boyle and Ingram, their fine line receiver, nine catches for 200 yards and two touchdowns. And Dakota Larson, seven for 149 and two. 1,012 yards of total offense. In this game, but they wow. prevail 49 to 35. They held the number seven super region seed. No reason to think that's going to change. Finish a season nine and All right, very good, Jeff. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. And uh, the, the Bulldogs with uh, another big win today. Jeff Pape is joining us Thank here you, on News Talk. A3OWCCO. Thanks. Uh, safe travels, Jeff. Bemidji State, another key win. They beat Mary 62 to 40. They'll be in waiting mode. Hopefully, we'll hear from the voice of the Beavers, Kevin Reed, at uh, some point uh, this afternoon here on College Football Final. It is 4:45, And what we should do right now, take a quick break and promise we will come back and at the very least look at the Big Ten scoreboard today. Uh, of course, Floyd Rosedale on the line, Minnesota at Iowa. Uh, but some other big games in the Big Ten, Michigan and Penn State uh, come to mind. We'll get into all of that uh, here in a moment. Jonathan Lowe is in studio today. Kerry Clyde is our producer here on News Talk. E3OWCCO. College football final on this snowy Saturday, final day of the regular season. The MIAC, the WIAC, and uh, the Northern Sun. We had a rundown of the Northern Sun scorers. And already a lot of game reports. Let's get it over to the WIAC east of the St. Croix. Stoughton Platteville tied at 28 late in the fourth quarter. It was number three Whitewater beating Stevens Point 56 to 10. They win the title lacrosse very much alive for an at large bid. They beat Eau Claire 44 to 20 today. And uh, the other game, uh, River Falls completed a very nice season beating Oshkosh 28-21, to 21. so there's the scores there. And once again, out of the MIAC today, the championship game, St. John's at Bethel. Johnny's get a touchdown and an extra point with one second remaining to beat Bethel. 29-28, St. John's is your MIAC champ. They get the automatic bid. Gustavus wins at Concordia. 39-7 to the final there. St. Olaf beat Augsburg 35-28. to Hamlin down St. Scholastica 21-20. Uh, to And we still haven't seen a score out of Carlton and McAllister. Uh, I haven't been able to track that down. So hopefully we can get one of those uh, before the news at 5 o'clock. Let's get a quick game report. Out of the Northern Sun, team had a good year, probably not enough to get to the postseason. Sioux Falls beat Upper Iowa 42-21. to Tom Frederick is the voice of the Cougars. And a big win to close it out, Tom. Yep, uh, the Cougars won their seventh in a row over Upper Iowa today, Steve. As you mentioned, 42-21. to Adam Mullen threw for two touchdowns, 15-23 for just 121 yards, but he's 
He got the two touchdown passes to uh, Dom Pegley and to Hunter Schneider. Landon Freeman with his fifth 100-yard rushing day today. He had a 50-yard touchdown run back in the first quarter. Thurl Reisdorfer, one of the top running backs in the NSIC, also had a touchdown and 78 yards on 22 carries today. Marcus Orr of Upper Iowa had three touchdown passes, 182 yards to the air, and the three scores. Cougars led it uh, early 7-0. It was 7-7 after one. 14-7 is all at the half. In the second half, they blocked the punt that led to a touchdown, an interception return that led to a score. Two fumble recoveries also led to scores. The Cougars led it 35-14 after three, and the final was 42 the 21. They outgained the Peacocks at 359 to 336, forced the three takeaways, and had just one turnover themselves. Cougars have won seven in a row over Upper Iowa. They finished the year uh, taking six of their last seven, but as you mentioned, it's not going to be enough to get into the NCAA postseason field with an eight and three record based on today's 42 21 win over Upper Iowa University in Sioux Falls. All right, very good, Tom. Always good to visit with you on to Hoops. Tom Frederick, longtime voice of the Cougars, joining us here on News Talk E3O-WCCO. And we've got time before the end of the hour. Let's get some Big Ten. Let's get some top 25 scores. Jonathan Lowe joins us today. Jonathan, what do you see? I see... Number one, great to be back on the air with you, Steve Thompson. It's, uh, it's fantastic always to be back on the air with you. But I see a lot of snowflakes. I see a lot of snow globes out there here in the upper Midwest. And that can mean only one thing. It's a Saturday in the fall, y'all. College football here, there, and everywhere. And we get it rolling in the Big Ten. We go down the road to Iowa City Kinnick Stadium where Minnesota led 13-10 at the half. Iowa gets a 72-yard touchdown pass from Alex Padilla to Charlie Jones. That gives them the Hawkeyes the lead. And now Minnesota's come back down and put in a field goal. 17-16 Hawkeyes midway through the third quarter. In Columbus, they have just kicked off the second half. And Ohio State is really putting it to Purdue. The fourth-ranked Buckeyes, 45 points in the first half, lead the 19th-ranked Boilermakers, 45-17. At the half in East Lansing, number 7 Michigan State, trying to overcome that loss that they had last week at the hands, excuse me, uh, can't even remember who they played last week. That's that's for that's news way back. We'll get back to that later on. They are up on Maryland right now at the half, 27-14. The Spartans trying to stay in that playoff push. Earlier today, number six, Michigan. They had to fight in Happy Valley to come away with a 21-17 win over Penn State. Number 18, Wisconsin, rolled over Northwestern 35-7. And Rutgers was an easy 38-3 winner over Indiana. To the top 25 scoreboard, Number 24, Utah, has just finished off Arizona, 38-29 out west in Tucson. Number one, Georgia, is in the third quarter in Knoxville. Tennessee has the ball and is driving, but the dogs are up 24-10 on the scoreboard again early third quarter. Number 23, Texas-San Antonio, late in the third quarter. They are trailing at home to 1-8 Southern Miss, 17-10. The Roadrunners are one of three undefeated teams left in the country. I'll get to that in a second. Number 17, Auburn. They got off to a big lead at home over Mississippi State, led 28-3 late in the second quarter. The Bulldogs rolled off the next 40, 
40 points in a row for Mississippi State to eventually upset the Tigers 43-34. to Number two, Alabama played North New Mexico State. That's all that needs to be said. 59-3 to the final in Tuscaloosa. Number 13, Baylor, trailed early to number eight, Oklahoma, but their defense showed up big time today. The Bears hold down the Sooners and give Oklahoma their first loss of the season, 27-14 the final. Baylor now in the driver's seat, really, them and Oklahoma State to get to the Big 12 championship game. Coming up later on this evening, number 11, Texas A&M is at number 15, Ole Miss. Number 25, Arkansas goes down to the Bayou to face LSU. Number 16, NC State will be in, uh, will be taking on in Winston-Salem to take on number 12, Wake Forest. Number 9, Notre Dame will be on the road in Charlottesville to take on Virginia. Number 10, Oklahoma State will host TCU. Number 22, San Diego State will host Nevada. Number 3, Oregon will be at home taking on Washington State. Finals from earlier this week on Thursday night. Number 21, Pittsburgh had a tussle. They got out to an early lead over North Carolina, had to hold on and actually win in overtime. The Panthers now 8-2 on the season, 30-23 to the final. Number 5, Cincinnati last night went down to Tampa. They stayed ahead as, and kept South Florida at arm's length as much as they could, and they get to 10-0 and on the season to the Bearcats, 45-28 the final. Now to FCS. The uh, North Dakota State Bison, they are really good. They rebound from last week's loss to the uh, Jackrabbits of South Dakota State, 49-17 over Youngstown State. It is late in the fourth quarter. Northern Iowa is down in Springfield to Missouri State, 27-20. North Dakota, very late in the fourth quarter, trying to hold on and beat Illinois State. The Fighting Hawks lead 14-7. The game of the day at Vermilion, South Dakota State, South Dakota. We'll get into this a little bit more later on. South Dakota a 57-yard Hail Mary tip drill to win it at the gun. 23-20. The Coyotes give another loss to the Jackrabbits. A huge, huge play at the end of the game. We'll talk more about that coming up in the next hour, Steve. Outstanding, Jonathan. And, of course, a big finish in the MIAC championship game. St. John's at Bethel. Johnny score with a second to go. Extra point good. They win it 29-28. We'll get a game report following the news and weather as college football final continues here on the CCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.